your it's your girl april oil and you are tuned into true crime and cheese man let's get it hello governor Welcome to another episode of True Crime and Cheese Mats, April. Duh. And yeah, we're back. It's a beautiful day and I will say not too hot, not too cold. You know, that weird um, gray area before fall starts where you don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> let me set the scene for you real quick. Um, you know, just chilling right now before you got to go to work tomorrow work is ghetto not even my actual like my job but just working in general is ghetto i want to be rich i don't even care about being famous i just want enough money that i don't have to ever work again um yeah because having a job going to work that shit is ghetto and that's all period um yeah (laughs) so you know it's like the calm before the storm for you walking some bullshit and that is that is what my day is like just to let you know before i go ahead and tell you a, a good old story mm, and this one this one is crazy let me just tell you guys that lately i have been on an i survived binge and what that is is annie has a show called i survived i don't even know if it's still running or not because i've just been watching old episodes on youtube but the show i survived is probably exactly what you're thinking it's about crazy stories about people who have survived just horrific ordeals and they are telling the story you know of what they went through and you know how they survived or why they survived and when i tell you that it is some of the craziest shit i have ever heard it's some of the crate like some of those stories i just i listen to them like how did you survive because i am just my heart goes out to you and i i don't know how i would have survived so like it's like there was one episode where this guy was um in sierra leone and he him and his friends were attacked by a chimp um it's like people getting sucked in tornadoes people getting shot in the head stabbed in the head it, it's like so many things that you are you you're watching like yo how the hell did you survive and they are just so grateful to be alive and they're telling you the story and just watch it if you haven't watched it watch a couple episodes they have some on youtube and i think it's on amazon Prime. maybe maybe not either way watch that shit it's crazy this story that i'm about to tell you is from i survived so we're taking it back to 1995 okay 25-year-old jennifer maury um she's a lawyer in houston um you know living her best life trying to make a name for herself in the legal world um she had her own apartment in a high-end complex um that had some great security measures which were 24 7 um security guards and high perimeter fences so when she was choosing an apartment 
I saw not I survived you know those things set out to her because it seemed safe and secure and you know that's what she wanted so she's living her best life <laughs> you know in her nice apartment whatever April 15th 1995 um, one of Jennifer's friends calls her and is like you know do you want to go out have a good time whatever Jennifer agrees and um, they go to this place called the ale house so Jennifer meets up with one of her friends and then they ride together to the bar so they're living their best life rocking out what have you um (laughs) jennifer goes to say that she meets someone there who offers to drop her off at her apartment complex and he did at about 1 a.m so you know she gets home she's putting her deadbolts on she washes her face brush her teeth and she goes to bed boom so jennifer is sound asleep right so she's knocked out and as she's awakening she feels the weight of somebody on top of her so immediately it's like what the hell and um you know she realizes that there's somebody in her bedroom at this point the person was using their body weight to hold her body down and was grabbing at her underwear trying to yank them off so she was very confused like what is going on she feels a knife against her throat she's pleading with the intruder not to hurt her because she realizes that he is trying to sexually assault her so she's kicking and screaming and she's looking for features but she can only make out the outline of his hair and um that it was short and straight so she's just like what the hell is going on um she also says in the the show she was screaming so loudly that she later found out that about 20 different people from 15 different units like in the apartment complex woke up to her screams and heard her but no one came to her aid or called the police which is insane first of all listen i live in the hood okay so i know what it's like to see something happening and like not wanting to get involved because you just never know like you don't want to be attacked you don't want to be on the receiving end of what could happen if you try to intervene or if you try to do whatever but it's like bro if you hear something call 911 it's not like the police are gonna show up and be like april called me and she lives in apartment b and she said you did da, da, da. just call you could just be like Some, something's happening i hear a woman screaming in my apartment complex send someone now do hang up like we've seen and heard so many cases so many instances where it's like people are in trouble people are in danger and a lot of the times we won't help we won't call we won't do anything out of fear of the unknown and that's crazy that's bullshit all i'm saying is and i'm not judging i know it sounds like i'm judging but i'm not it's a judgment free zone you guys all i'm saying is that think about if you were on the other side of that if you were the person that needed the help wouldn't you want somebody to call someone for you like nobody's saying you have to go in swinging and do anything but call 911 like bro call 911 but enough about me back to the story he's telling her to shut up at this point and he's calling her by her name so he's saying jennifer shut the hell up and she is immediately like who is this this person is someone that she knows and or knows her but she didn't recognize the voice so she's like what the hell is going on 
she decides in that moment that she's going to try to get him to stop however she can so he's on top of jennifer with the knife to her throat and you guys um trigger warning it's about to get a little graphic so if you don't want to hear this skip ahead but i mean i'm gonna make it very general anyway so um he stabs her in the face hitting her eye um and there was so much blood that she thought her eye was gone um then the man raised the knife and slit her throat he tells her not to look at him and in her head she's thinking that she has to try to find and gather evidence to identify him but see she also doesn't want to aggravate the attacker or incite him to do something worse so she promised him that she wouldn't look at him the intruder drags jennifer across the apartment to the bathroom and went back into the bedroom probably to get his knife so he can uh, finish what he started remarkably despite losing so much blood jennifer was able to think clearly enough in this moment to try to stop him getting back in so as quickly as she could she closes the bathroom door and wedged her body up against it and then braced her legs against the bathtub to provide more leverage to keep it shut as she is keeping the door closed and just trying to just stay awake and just stay alert and use all of her strength to to figure out her next steps she can hear him wandering around the apartment zipping his pants up um and moving things around and then all of a sudden there's silence so jennifer thought her her attacker had gone and she knew that she had no choice but to leave the bathroom to get help before she bled to death she's bleeding so profusely that she grabs the toilet paper roll and sticks it up against her throat as she's waiting for him to leave but you know she has to leave the bathroom at some point at this point jennifer is mustering up the strength to get out of the bathroom but then she realizes that there's a slight problem the bathroom door was jammed shut from being pressed so hard against its frame um and on top of that she has like blood all over her hand so she's trying to like you know turn the doorknob and she's starting to think to herself like i've survived the attack but i'm gonna bleed to death in here because i can't open the bathroom door miraculously the door gave way and jennifer was able to crawl across the floor so at this point she's trying to turn on the lights um and she realizes that the power line had been cut by the intruder she goes to try to use her landline to call 911 the landline cord was cut so it's like what the hell like i'm so close but then she realizes she has a cell phone that was provided by her employer so she grabs the phone goes back into the bathroom and she calls 911 so she reaches dispatcher richard everett who was trying to calm her down and got her to talk to him throughout you know to to let him know what happened so as she's talking she's realizing things she's realizing when the attacker told her to shut up he addressed her by her first name so he knew her to take it a step further, she knew she locked the apartment door when she got back home from going out. So she's like, this person just managed to get in my home. Like, it, absolutely nuts. So, you know, she's on the phone with 911, please send somebody, send somebody. So 15 minutes 
after the 911 call, she's still on the phone with the dispatcher. And um, she hears a knock on the door. So she's like, oh my God, like they're here, they're here. And um, the dispatcher goes, I've got the Houston Fire and Police on my screen and they're not here yet. Do not open that door. Richard tells her to ask who it is without opening the door. So she calls out, hello, to just see, you know, who responds. And the person goes, hey, like it's security. You know, I just want to make sure you're okay. Whatever the case may be he she's like you know oh he's a security guard like we have 24 7 security so he must have heard whatever so richard is still worried and he's like just please don't open that door just hold on a little longer whatever the person on the other side is insisting to get in he's offering to show his badge you know he's just like just open the door and let me in i just want to be able to help you Richard the dispatcher is like don't open that door and Jennifer's like yo I just need to get out of here Richard is like I just want you to wait you're gonna be okay just wait just wait a second please again the person on the other side insisting and Richard's like Jennifer you don't know who is on the other side of this door do not open the door she then hears a lot of voices outside the door and they're identifying themselves as Houston Fire and Police. The dispatcher confirms that it is indeed them and she goes to open the door. She collapses pretty much as soon as she opens and through all, throughout all of this, you know, while she's being transported or whatever, she hears that um, a security guard has been injured as well. So she's like, oh my God, like someone else was hurt another trigger warning because i'm about to describe some of her injuries so if you don't want to hear this skip ahead maybe like 10 seconds or so she was slashed across her face over her left eyebrow through the bridge of her nose to the corner of her right eye and right down under that her neck had been cut from the left to the middle nicking her jugular vein she'd also been stabbed through the throat as well as two deep stab wounds through her arm so this girl has been put through the ringer so while jennifer's rushed off to the hospital being tended to an investigation is now going underway into finding out what the hell happened so the security guard he claims to have been injured in a struggle with jennifer's attacker so they're kind of like hmm okay so in the home they find a pair of underwear they find a belt a glove and the weapon from the apartment so while all this is happening um they're kind of like hmm when they look and they see a pinkerton security guard hat which is the security guard company that um is staffed at jennifer's apartment complex investigators thought this might explain how the attacker had got inside the apartment without breaking in and how he knew jennifer's name so they're questioning the security guard and he's like you know no like um the man had ran from the building and he jumped jumped the security guard on the grounds and escaped like he jumped over the um fence or whatever bullshit at this point we're raising eyebrows because of all the evidence that was found in the home plus the security hat right so they they ask if they want to take his boots the security guard they pull off his boots and he has white socks on that were splattered with blood 
they take his shirt and they see that he has blood on his torso and they take off his pants and he doesn't have any underwear on this security guard who was on duty was actually the one who had committed the attack and he was probably trying to get back in the apartment um trying to convince jennifer that he was security and he was there to help to a grab all of his belongings and the evidence that he forgot because he's a stupid fuck and b to finish her off which is insane the security guard who was identified as 26 year old brian wayne gibson the evidence was just ridiculous against him and he was sentenced to 20 years in prison for aggravated burglary with the attempt to commit sexual assault um as for jennifer she refused to let this ordeal stop her from continuing to pursue her dreams so she went on to open her own family law practice in fort worth and she remains a victim's advocate to this day Jennifer and the 911 dispatcher Richard, they remained friends and he was even a guest of honor at her wedding. So she says, having instinct, intuition, and a big heart, Richard saved my life. And for that, he will always be one of the most important people that's ever impacted my life. And that is the story of Jennifer Mori. Insane. Insane in the membrane, you guys. Like I said, I've been watching a lot of I Survived. And I think one of the things that I always take away from it is A, be grateful to be alive, obviously, um, you know, and that you're healthy, you're safe, that if nothing has happened to you, just be grateful, be humble. But also, it just makes you think, A, there are crazy ass fucking people in the world. Because that's what I think every time I hear these stories, when it has something to do with a human attacking another human. I just think like there are some crazy ass people in this world and I just don't understand how somebody can harm another person but then again everybody's brain is just wired differently um in our survives they also have like other types of things that people survive so it could be like bear attacks monkey attacks tornado attacks and there's even those I just think like what what would i do <laughs> what would i do if i was ever in that situation i i can't even imagine and yo utmost respect to people who have went through like the most horrible things just the worst the worst things that anybody could ever deal with and came out on the other side of it just oh my god much respect i admire <laughs> I, I can't i really just i can't and not even just those people on our survived any type of survivor any survivor that has came out on the other side of whatever you have been through or whatever ordeal horrific or not or whatever anything that you've been through that you've you know came out on the other side and are still here to tell your story yo i respect you i admire you i love you like just wild yeah guys i might do another i survived i'll probably do a few more but that one was just crazy i don't know i watched the episode and i heard it on a podcast my favorite murder and i was just like yo i need to tell people about this like even if even if you've never heard it before if you've never watched the show watch it it's insane so yeah guys let me know your thoughts 
I would love to know your thoughts. I would love to hear suggestions. Um, I have a couple of good ones, good stories coming up. So stay tuned for that. Hit me up on Instagram, april.selena. Or email if you're old school, truecrimeandcheesemanagemail.com. And yeah, <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.